being silly. So, let's see. Remember the Shunammite woman? The woman who's, uh, who provided a place for Elisha to stay, and then Elisha said, you'll have a son, and then her son died, and then Elisha raised him to life? So after a while, Elisha said to that woman, arise and take everything that you can and leave and go live somewhere else because there's going to be a famine upon the land for seven years. It's a famine. It's when there's no water. Or not a lot of water. And so their crops don't and grow. And so there's not food. And yeah, she trusted in the Lord. And so he warned her. So she did what the Lord said. And she went and sojourned in the land of the Philistines. Sojourned means to go live in a place that's not your home. So she did that for seven years. At the end of seven years, she returned. And she went to appeal to the king for her house and her land because somebody else must have tried to take him. So the king was talking with Gehazi. So remember when we were like, was it still Gehazi who was servant of Elisha or somebody different? It was still Gehazi because it says he's a servant to the man of God. And he was saying, tell me all the great things that Elisha has done. And while he was telling Elisha, well, sorry, while he was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son he had restored to life came before the king and appealed for her house and her land. And Gehazi said, my lord, king, this is the woman whose son Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked, she said, yeah. So the king pointed at an official to make sure that she would give back everything that was hers. All of her fields, her land, and etc. So then Elisha came to Damascus, and Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, was sick. And when it was told him that the man of God had come, the king sent Haziel. Now, I remember from a while ago that Elijah had been sent to anoint Elisha to be the next prophet, Haziel to be the next king of Syria, and Jehu to be the next king of Israel. We've had Elisha become the next prophet, but we haven't had either of the other two happen yet. So now it's that Haziel, and the, he, was a, he was like a servant, a helper to the king, and the king told him, go and take a present to go to the man of God and ask him if I'll recover from this sickness. So Haziel went, and he took a present all kinds of goods and 40 camels loads of goods and he came and he stood before Elisha and he said Ben-Hadad sent me to ask you whether he would recover from this sickness and Elisha said tell him you shall recover but I know the Lord has shown me that he will certainly die so he said tell me he will recover he, he shall certainly recover but I know that he will die and then he gazed at that man until he was embarrassed. Like, Elijah gazed at Haziel. Like, if you just stared at somebody for a long time, eventually they would probably be like, like, what's going on? This is awkward. I'm embarrassed. And so then, Elisha started weeping. And Haziel said, why does my Lord weep? What's your question, Samara? Um, when you said for seven weeks something, what does that mean? Seven years, famine. It means for seven years it wasn't very much rain. Which means there weren't very many crops. So there wasn't a lot of is food. This, did they tell you what it was like? Well, it just means it would be really bad because there's not enough food. All right, so Elisha wept when he was staring at Haziel. And Haziel said, why, does, why do you weep? And he said, because I know the evil that you will do to the people of Israel. You will set their fortresses on fire. You will kill their young men with the sword and dash their little ones in pieces and kill their pregnant women. And Haziel said, yeah, it's really bad. And Haziel said, oh, I'm nobody but a dog. How would I do this great thing? And Elisha said, the Lord has shown me that you are to be king over Syria. 
he said, I'm only a dog. It's like a way of saying I'm nothing. So then he left Elisha and he went back to his master, the king. And the king said, what did Elisha say? And he said, he told me you will certainly recover. But the next day he took the bedcloth and dipped it in water and spread it over his face until he died. So the way that Ben-Hadad died is that Haziel killed him. And Haziel became king in his place. Now at that time, it was the fifth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, who was king of Israel. And Jehoshaphat had been king of Judah. And then Jehoram, so we've got, like, they got, like, the same name. Sometimes they're both called Jehoram, sometimes Joram. So there's Joram in Israel and Jehoram in Judah when he began to reign. He was 32 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for eight years, and he was wicked. He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, like the house of Ahab, because he married the daughter of Ahab. So remember, Ahab, he married... Um, the daughter of the king of Sidon who worshipped Baal. And that was part of what made him so wicked and what led the nation of Israel into such wickedness. Then, remember, Jehoshaphat, he trusted in the Lord, but sometimes he did this dumb thing where he would go and fight with Ahab. And sometimes he would say to him, oh, I'm like your brother. And it's like, bro, you're not because he's rejected the Lord. But part of what he probably meant is if Joram or Jehoram, Jehoshaphat's son, was married to the daughter of Ahab, guess who chose the daughter of Ahab to marry Jehoram? Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat did. He must have been involved in that. And that was extremely foolish and um, wicked of him because he knew what they were like. He knew that Ahab's family worshipped Baal and did all these wicked things. And he had his son marry their daughter, and she was like that too. And she led Jehoram astray, and Jehoram led Judah astray, and there was great wickedness. Yet, the Lord did not want to destroy Judah for the sake of David, since he had promised to, get, to establish his kingdom forever. So in those days, Edom revolted why against Judah. Remember, remember, there's, remember there, the kingdom got divided after Solomon. So then there was the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. Wait, who's Solomon? Solomon was David's son, who was he the third the king. Money. Yeah, he built the temple and he was very wise and very rich. Well, he worshipped false gods, remember? And so God said, because you worship false gods, the kingdom's going to be divided. Not at first, that's right. So Edom revolted against Judah, and then Libna revolted, and there was lots of problems for the kings of Judah at that time. And then the next king in Judah, we've talked about these guys a little bit, we'll talk about them more, but was Ahaziah, the son of Joram. And um, he also was wicked, because his mother, right, if Jehoram's wife was a daughter of Ahab, then his son's mother was a daughter of Ahab. And he also was wicked, because he learned from his wicked mother. Here we find out her name was Athaliah, we're going to learn more about her soon. She was the worst. Like, probably even worse than Jezebel. She was Jezebel's daughter. And uh, so Ahaziah, he also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, and it was evil in the Lord. And he went with Joram to try to fight, and he did all these bad things. And then he died. And we'll hear more about what happens next, next time. But it's a good example of how, like how bad things can go when you when you not only like 
forsake the word of the Lord, but also like when you love the things of this world more than the word of the Lord. And that's what Jehoshaphat had done. And it didn't cost him so much as it cost his, his son and his grandson and the kingdom after him. You can be a believer yourself, but like, let's say that there was a person who trusted in the Lord, but then he married somebody who didn't trust in the Lord. And then they didn't really take their kids to church. And then they didn't really teach their kids about Jesus. And that guy, well, maybe he stayed a believer, but then maybe all of his children, when they died, maybe they all went to hell because he didn't teach them the right way. Well, that's what happened to Jehoshaphat's kid, at least one of his kids. And a lot of it was because of the, of the woman that he married to, Jehosh, to, to his son. So it can be really important. The person that you choose one day to marry, somebody you're gonna spend, hopefully, your entire life with. And it can be really good, or it can be really bad. And the most important thing isn't what they look like, or what job they have, it's whether they trust in the Lord. It's what